Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yorika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling confused about what to do next, you've come to the right place. Every week I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Andrea Freeman, serial entrepreneur and founder of the host your life accelerator andrea hello how are you welcome to the show hi there thanks for having me of course it's my pleasure how are things in your neck of the woods things are pretty good over here i'm in upstate new york and we are just starting to see spring so <laughs> yeah <laughs> finally <laughs> yes i am so i'm not too far away from you in the boston area and uh yes it's exactly right it's like it's it's been cold it's time. I want to get out of the house. I'm ready for warm spring. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So how, how have things been in upstate New York this last year for you? Things in upstate New York, and I would imagine in many places around the world, have been pretty intense this yeah. year. Um, you know, I feel like it's been a year that really shook things up in a way that so many of us didn't see coming and has really... Um, challenged us in many ways, brought out a lot of new and good and interesting things. And, you know, some things have been really difficult. It's just been a full scope of humanity and emotion over here. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a very eloquent way to describe this last year. <laughs> so for my, my listeners who are less familiar with your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I am a mindful business coach. And what that means is that I work with creative entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their businesses uh, to multiple six and seven figures that want to do it in a way that feels aligned, that feels authentic, that feels like they're creating a business that ultimately feels as good as it looks, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of mindset work um, and there is a lot of system and strategy. I think businesses need both. And it's really about helping people to tap into their intuition, tap into their inner guidance, to be able to discern for themselves what are those right fits. Very interesting. Okay. Um, so I do want to dig into those. But before I do, I want to talk a little bit about your backstory. So you started a company at 12. So tell me about that. Why did you want to start a company at 12? And, wh and what was it? Yeah, so I was an accidental entrepreneur at 12 years old. <laughs> um, the backstory there is that my entire Girl Scout troop got certified by the Red Cross to become babysitters. And I had this light bulb moment to start marketing and monetizing and, you know, tapped a neighbor because at the time everybody didn't have a home computer, 
to spend a Saturday at her house creating flyers and then go door to door because the Girl Scouts teach you how to sell door to door (laughs) Um, and let everybody know that I was in business. And so that was awesome Andrea's babysitting. That's awesome. So how, how long were you running this babysitting company? business you know i mean it wasn't ever established as a formal entity (laughs) and please don't tell the irs i never declared any earnings (laughs) um this was just my foray into i think the entrepreneurial spirit and so i did that until i was 15 and quite honestly could get a real job (laughs) working in fast food the glorious life of fast food (laughs) oh what wonderful um, okay, so let's let's fast forward then to your second company. So what? Mm-hmm. And I think you think you were twenty six. What uh, what made you want to start another company after you know learning so much during your babysitting days? Yes. Um, so I actually I went to college to be a teacher. I was a public school teacher, and um, that was something that I chose based on pretty limited life experience of having loved being a summer counselor and Mm -hmm. realizing I couldn't be a summer counselor, like summer camp counselor all year long. So teaching seemed pretty similar. So, you know, with all of that wisdom and insight made the choice of what I was going to do for the rest of my life, it felt very intense and significant, right? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I came out into the public school classroom and about three months in, realized it was not a fit for me and i am somebody who needs a lot of creative expression in the work that she does Mm -hmm. which didn't exist in in that realm and so i started hosting a lot of dinner parties in that year of teaching Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends and family were just like this is the thing you love doing this is totally what you should be doing and they just started asking me like i'm doing this i'm doing that can you cut you know can you cook this for our party can you maybe make me a few of these cakes or you know whatever they needed and so i started this like kind of side hustle of catering Hmm. and i realized that i do love cooking and that i wanted to do it more uh, more full time and so Right after I left teaching, I really ramped up the catering and went to culinary school. So the second business was, it was called Events by Andrea, Mm -hmm. which makes it sound like it was my event planning business, which it was not. It was really (laughs) just me um, doing, I was doing like private in-home chefing, but I um, worked for people like really high net worth um, individuals. I stopped catering for my friends and started working for people who could actually pay me. And um, I was basically doing like really nice dinner parties in their home where I would go in that day or, you know, I would sometimes be out with with them in the Hamptons for a week and I would Mm -hmm. do multiple meals throughout the day. So I was basically in-home chef. I wasn't a catering company that did like big weddings or, you know, anything like that. So that's, that's the second business. And that was the transition there, but it's ultimately what led me to my event planning business. Sure. Okay. And then, so I'm, I'm curious when you were were first starting this business, I know you kind of talked about a little bit, but were you, were you reading books about what it was like to, to run a company and to start a company and and to market the company and 
or were you just kind of learning on on the job? How did that process go? Yeah, so really interesting and great question. I was always reading books. Actually, the funny thing is, when I started Awesome Andrea's Babysitting, mm -hmm. I picked up a book not about business, but about meditation and deep breathing. This was a book that was laying around my house. I grew up in one of those houses where there were like a million self-help books laying around um, that were not always being used. And I was like, nobody's going to notice if this one goes missing. Um, so I started reading this book about deep breathing and meditation and, uh, you know, just bringing that into my life. I didn't make the connection at that time that it would impact my business or make me a stronger, you know, more agile business owner. I just knew I was some some. I was interested in. So when I was 26 and running this catering company, I had at that point done a lot of like, like therapy and, and work, you know, like personal development kind of work mm -hmm. and realized that I'm strong, right? Like I know who I am. I know what I'm about, but I don't know a lot about business. I don't have a business background. So I decide that I need an MBA because if you want to learn about business, of course, you should just get an MBA, right? Of course. And, and right about the time that I'm starting to apply to grad programs, mm -hmm. I actually get an offer to work for a leadership development company, planning all of their events around the world, managing multiple global teams. And I recognized that that was the opportunity for me to get all of that training about what it takes to organize, you know, an organization and create the systems and structures that it really takes to move a business forward mm -hmm. without having to pay for an MBA. So I kind of got sidetracked from the formal business and ended up just learning on the job, but somebody else was paying me to learn. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That, that uh, definitely helps out on that side of it. Huge. So, so, I want to talk about then what you're currently working on. And so you mentioned and described it before as, as a mindful business coach, where in, in the process of, of what you've been working on, where did mindfulness come into play and how do you define mindfulness? Yeah. So, so many things there. I was, so after I transitioned out of my catering company, mm -hmm. I decided to and worked for the leadership development company i decided to start my event planning company which ultimately became its own global brand and i was doing celebrity events and you know again working for a very high net worth uh clientele you know all of that and somewhere in all of the personal development work i had done and now all of the business acumen that i had accumulated I realized that I was still kind of keeping myself a little bit at arm's length. Um, I was putting forth what I thought an event planner should look like, that image, that persona. But I, it was completely made up. Right. And I recognized that I was never going to be truly happy in my business until I brought every part of myself to my business. And so at this point... It's 2015. I'm about five years into my event planning business. I've moved it from Los Angeles to New York, okay. and I'm a new mother. 
-hmm. And I suddenly realized that I don't have time for anything that isn't completely fulfilling, right? Like I'm stretched as somebody who's an entrepreneur and a new mom. And I decide that I'm going to just overhaul it. I'm going to dive deep into things that are like aligned with my purpose. And I'm going to push everything to the side that isn't in complete alignment with Matt isn't in complete alignment with that and doesn't bring me joy. And so it's a another kind of phase of deep introspection for me. But ultimately what emerges is who I became as a as a brand that I tested it working in my business. Okay. I I went into event planning looking at what everybody else is offering. What are kind of industry standards? What's common here? What do most people do? How are most people getting the word out? How are people marketing? And five years in, I stopped worrying or thinking about or being concerned about what everybody else was doing and really started focusing on what worked for me, what was my unique way, what differentiated me, and started to just broadcast that on the loudspeaker and attract the people who are really aligned for me. I started getting better clients than I had ever gotten before. I started getting clients who were definitely willing to invest in me more because Mm -hmm. we were so much more aligned. And I wasn't having to kind of like convince people about that they even needed the service in the first place. It was just like people were showing up who were ready, who were primed, who were sold on me. And it just made business that much easier. So, uh, you know, to use a, a planning metaphor, an event metaphor, I went from being a guest in my business and a guest mm-hmm. in my life to being the host of it. And that's where the host your life method and ultimately the host your life accelerator was born. Yeah. So, yeah. And so if you're like, um, do you want to know what the yes. things all stand for? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So basically that what I did, my process and what I teach my clients to do is to, the H stands for honor your why. The O is to own who you truly are. The S is to shift your perspective and the T is to take inspired action. Hmm. So in that time of deep introspection, I got really, really clear. I trued myself up to what my life is about. I started to not try to um, fit my life into my business, but to fit my business into like the bigger purpose of what I'm here for and to not give into any kind of self-doubt or negative self-talk or any of that. And where I was having those things, which historically, I mean, we all have those things where you know, we've gotten tripped up and we always get tripped up in that area. And why does that thing keep happening? Recognizing where I need to shift my perspective, where I need to move things, you know, out of my way and upgrade my internal conversations. And then ultimately arriving in a place where I am so clear about who I am, what I do, why I do it the way that I do it, that I'm like really energized to share that with people. So you're taking Mm -hmm. action from this place of alignment and creating from this inspired place as opposed to the way so many people create in their businesses, which is I don't have what I want. What I want is over there, right? I don't have the revenue. I don't have the right clients, all of those things. And if I learned how to market better, if I learned, if I became better at sales, should we be good at sales and marketing? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But 
becoming really good at those things usually happens when we get into alignment with who we really are and we are selling and marketing from a place of fullness. Yeah. Interesting. So I really like that approach. I'm, I'm curious earlier, you mentioned how you help your clients, I guess, trust their intuition and, and build, let's say their, maybe their clientele, their business from that. There's a lot of people that I know who don't trust their intuition. So is, and is this part of the host your life accelerator? Do you teach people how to believe in themselves and their intuition and, and to move forward with that? And if so, how does that process work? Yeah. Yeah. So the short answer is yes. That yes. is exactly what I do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we have to recognize that there's nothing wrong with us that we don't trust our intuition. It's actually something that we do pretty easily and pretty effortlessly when we're young. But mm -hmm. we all, for the most part, go through a school system, have parents, have teachers, have coaches, have mentors who encourage us to look outside of ourselves for the answers, right? Like right. someday you're going to learn that. And when you learn that, then, you, then it'll all make sense. And so we learn to soar, outsource our information and our and really our trust and our guidance. Mm -hmm. And what I do is help people tune back into their own internal knowing voice. And that's a process, right? The yeah. the ultimately the program is a year long. It's not a year to get results. I mean, okay. I teach people how to fill their roster in the first 30 or 60 days. Mm -hmm. But uh, that point of getting to really deeply integrated with all of the things that you learn within the program takes about a year. There's a lot of growth that happens in the program. And that happens in a lot of different ways. It's definitely about doing it in a way that's aligned for you. So how do we get clear about being able to trust ourselves? How do we be able to discern between my mind, like my logic, my analysis, my, you know, all of that kind of like what can lead to in business overthinking and overwhelm mm -hmm. versus my heart and my, you know, truly like my deep passions and my inner longings. And so that is sometimes kind of mixed up when, when people come to me, right? Yeah. And so I help them kind of unpack that, clear out the clutter and be able to hear themselves more clearly. Okay, good. Could you kind of just go through, since you said it was a year, is it the, the course is a year long or does it take them a year to kind of get everything all sorted out? So it's a group coaching program okay. and they're with me for a year. And okay. so basically, usually what happens in that initial phase is that people come in and it's the work of getting clarity. It's the beginning. It's that H part. It's figuring out what is your why and how can you honor it in your business. I think so many people do have an inkling or a tendency to want to make their business about something that's bigger than them, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like now more than ever, people want to make an impact. People want to be known for something. And not just because they want to become famous, but because they want to be of service, right? And so when you come in and you feel like you kind of are on the scent of your purpose, you can, you know, 
really figure out how to apply it. And if you don't even have an inkling, if you've never really thought about it or you've thought about it for your life but not for your business, I help you integrate, right? So that's the beginning of the process and really getting clear about all the different ways that you can honor it in your business, the way that your business looks now, but also ultimately with what you're going to be creating. Because people come into my program and very often the things that they wanted to create in our year together, Mm -hmm. they create in three or four months. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So look at like all that time, all that freedom that you have. Like if you filled your roster in the first 30 to 60 days and you came into this program because you were thinking like, how do I get more clients? All of a sudden, what is your business about now? Right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really about, that's why it's like really about up leveling. It's about really expanding that container. It's about really expanding the vision of what we believe is possible Mm -hmm. and why it takes a year is because you go through so many different growth stages and you go through you go through all these different growth stages in all those different areas you go through it in you know relating to your purpose and your why you go through it in relating to who you truly are like in the realm and relationship to everybody else here on the planet and the universe Mm -hmm. we can get really philosophical here with this one (laughs) some people can get a little stuck here and we have to pull them out and to get them into just shifting that perspective and taking that inspired action but there yeah there is a lot of layers getting getting shed (laughs) pretty quickly i mean a year if you really think about it's not that long in your life right yeah (laughs) well it, it sounds intense and amazing at the same time how the what stage do people often find you so is it in their early when they're like I have an idea but I don't know what to do is it later and they've already established something what's that process people find me when they're in one of two places they find me when they are somebody who is open to like mindset stuff and they're wanting to set out uh, and do business in a very intentional way knowing that there can be a lot of pitfalls when it comes to being an entrepreneur and not wanting to get snagged so they recognize the benefit of partnering with someone from the beginning so that they can get up set up for success and really cut the learning curve so that's one place where people are the other place where people are and i would say it's probably more commonly where they are when they find me is that they have already built a business that's fairly successful they've Mm -hmm. gotten to five maybe low six figures and it's taken a lot of effort it's taken Mm -hmm. a lot of energy it's taken almost we would almost say that it took force to get to where they are and they're feeling like they are starting to question why they're doing what they're doing and certainly the why they're doing it the way that they're doing it they maybe have new milestones that they want to accomplish either personally or professionally Mm -hmm. they recognize their business as the way to get there but they don't want it to feel like so much work anymore they're maybe starting to get a little burnt out sure (laughs) okay yeah that's good to know so yeah so that's really where the two places where they are they come okay i'm i'm curious how has COVID affected your business if or if it has it yeah yeah it's affected my business for sure yeah um so prior to COVID I was doing mostly event planning still and Mm -hmm. I was coaching on the side it was the thing that I was transitioning to but I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it right and because I love my event planning clients I'm really good at finding you know aligned clients and I honestly was having so much success and it was like getting to the point where it's feeling for me unsustainable like I'm my own kind of best client Mm -hmm. and um, 
I just started to recognize that I wanted a different life. I didn't want to be the mom who was always missing gymnastics. I didn't want to be the mom who couldn't be available as my daughter gets, I mean, she's six years old. She's only going to get more and more active and involved in things. And I wanted to be a part of her life instead of at the time I had a two hour commute into my midtown Manhattan office. So that's four hours round trip. I was going in three or four days a week. I was missing a lot, right? Well, COVID stopped all of that. And what became uh, what had originally been a plan to transition out of events in 2020 Mm -hmm. became an instant transition. No events. That industry was completely thwarted and it was full on with coaching. And it's been amazing because I was ready. I was already doing it. I was already developing it. And it allowed me to do it in a way that I get a taste of like there's no going back basically from this point now, right? So this is my second year of coaching on my own, like having my own coaching program, Mm -hmm. but it's my fifth year, sixth year of professionally coaching because I worked for the leadership development company. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's been interesting, but there are still some events hanging out, right? That Mm -hmm. didn't get placed last year because they just couldn't. And so my team is taking care of those. I get to fully focus on coaching, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. So are you, I, I, when things return to some kind of semblance of normal and events are happening again, is that part of your business going to be ramping back up again, or is it going to start slowly phase out? It's slowly phasing out. And okay. it's really interesting because I have a number of clients who, um, pretty much in the design fields, um, mm-hmm graphic design, interior design, really creative entrepreneurs who are also, you know, experienced entrepreneurs and feeling called to serve, feeling called to teach, feeling called to give back to their own industry. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their own way of doing this. Like just because I'm phasing out events and not doing that, I'm realizing that that's not the right thing for everybody. And it's really cool to be guiding people towards um, stabilizing those businesses so that Mm -hmm. they can run as entities and organizations and not have to have that person at the helm anymore so they can be more freed up to do the teaching, the coaching, the speaking, the book writing, the you name it. Um, For me personally, that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I am... I have a couple of legacy clients who I love and adore and my team will continue to take care of. Um, But new inquiries, I have a system for referring them out and like a, you know, a partnership agreement. Sure. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on how you think about fear. So Mm -hmm. you're you're someone who has, again, transitioned to a few different careers um, and made, again, and made a big transition during COVID. And you work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out what they want to do next. And there's a lot of fear behind that. So how do you think about fear or the idea of fear in your own life? And how do you help your clients to also think about it? Mm. So fear, it's something that's very, very real. And it can present itself in a lot of different ways. I feel like fear can be a little bit sneaky. Fear Mm -hmm. can cause some people to take kind of manic action. It can cause other people to get really sleepy, become procrastinators, right? Like it just shows up in so many different ways. So one of the things is um, we do um, deep dive like mindset work and I do hot seat coaching. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of 
opportunity for people to get in front of me and have my eyes on who they're being in their business and root out the things that are showing up that are kind of getting in their way. And when you spend a year talking with someone that intimately about your business, it becomes your patterns become pretty obvious pretty quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really good at being able to hold the space for the intention that people initially come to the program with what they want to create for their business what their goals are and holding them accountable to it and that doesn't mean that all of my clients always love what I'm saying right like actually part of my job is to challenge them and push them and there are days when they're like ah man I hate you right now like (laughs) but like from the most loving and grateful place like they're like I know I actually really need to do that right Mm -hmm. so one of my biggest tools for being able to do that with people and there are a lot of tools but this is just one of the most powerful is that i am a certified clinical hypnotherapist Hmm. and so we can get in there and really look at where thought patterns were established where certain ways of being kind of got ingrained and you're kind of like in a rut. And even though you've listened to all the books on tape and went to all the seminars and journaled to your heart's content and discontent, you can't work through it. Mm-hmm. We can get in there and and really move and shift the, the way of being there. And from that place, people experience a lot more freedom and a lot more ease when it Mm -hmm. comes to being able to be in action and that can get a little like woo woo Mm -hmm. so to balance it out (laughs) there are systems and strategies i am like a time management ninja i have hundreds of hours of training especially from working in that leadership development company where i can help people figure out how to have their most productive workflow in a way that allows them to be generating new content at the times of the day when they're most creative and they're most energized and be doing other kinds of work at other you know points of the day so i use all of those all of those tactics to be able to help people figure out what would work most in alignment with who they are and the way that they create to be able to continue to maximize their efforts wonderful with everything that you have done and experienced so far what would you say has been the best advice that you were ever given oh boy the best advice I was ever given. Oh my gosh, so many good mentors. Um, you know, I had this one mentor and she had been married to her husband for 40 years. And she said one time, the people always ask us how we've been married for so long. And then she like looks up with this like little smirk on her face and she says, we just never got a divorce. <laughs> And it made me laugh, like, because that's totally not what I was expecting her to say. And I feel like it's so brilliant because the things like people will ask, how do you be successful? How do you make it work? Like how about anything, not just marriage? Mm -hmm. Like I've mapped it onto so many things. Right. Just keep going. Right. And but not in a way that's forceful, in a way that continues to bring you joy every single day and like moment by moment Mm -hmm. and so i think just um just don't quit just keep going (laughs) 
Excellent. I think that's, that's fantastic advice. And you're right. And it works in so many different areas and industries of your life. I love it. So Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to sign up for your coaching or find you online, where is the best place they can go to do all of that? Yeah, absolutely. This has been great. Thanks for having me. If people want to find me, I'm most active in my uh, Facebook group. That's the Up Level Collective. Um, so it's, what is it? Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Up Level Collective. Okay. And um, I do a lot of free trainings actually in that group. So if anybody's wanting to check out a little bit of what they heard and want to hear a little bit more, um, that's a great place. And also I have my own podcast and that is called the Upleveled Entrepreneur. So people can follow along there too. Wonderful. And I will put the links to both of those in the show notes so they can click right through. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks so well, much. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.